Hello. Welcome to the Song Heart Connection podcast. I tried recording this last night, but I sounded so tired. Well, I was so tired. And my voice was so low. <laughs> and I played it back and listened to it. And I said, no, no, no. <clears throat> this is not going to work. So here we are on a little uh, lunch break for me in between teaching to to offer you um, episode nine of the Song Heart Connection podcast, Old Italian Love Song. Uh, but before I start this guy, I want to say thank you to the 63 downloads from the last episode, half of which came from Dublin, Ireland. How cool is that? Um, if you're hearing this podcast today and you're one of the people who downloaded or listened in Dublin, please shoot me an email and say hi or send a message on Instagram so we can connect. I would love to know more about how you came to discover this podcast, and I am thrilled for your support. All right. Old Italian love song. Here we go. Stanley Tucci's Searching for Italy has brought much joy to my heart since the release on Valentine's Day. Like him, I have intense attachment to my Italian roots and consider my relationship to Italy, the people, the food, and the culture a significant love of my life. But the most transformative quality, the most incredible sensations of elation, happiness, acceptance, fun, playfulness, and more come from the language. This is my personal song heart connection. I recently spent a few nights in Coco with my sister and we stumbled upon a quaint, unassuming, but authentic Neapolitan pizzeria. As the three employees spoke with each other quite loudly, as expected, we basked in their beautiful dialect and reminisced over our first trip to Naples together in 1997. The fruit and vegetable smells of the market, the aroma of fresh coffee, the salty sea air, the cigarette smoke and roasting garlic in the ovens, the mountainside goats we encountered, the old men that patted my sister's head because she was likely the only blonde within a 200-mile radius of the city. Our friend Giuseppe, who showed us around Naples and taught us how to cross streets and traffic like a local. It's actually quite simple. You just stick out your arm as if signaling stop while leisurely walking in front of speeding cars, praying to Saint whomever for protection. That last part isn't even protocol. I just added it for good measure. (laughs) The trip was a long, long time ago. And while the major events like hiking Vesuvius and drinking wine as a seventh grader remain vivid memories the feeling that continuously boils in my heart and soul and has bridged the time between my six trips to Italy is the feeling of connection through the Italian language. It makes me light up inside. I can sit somewhere for hours just listening to native Italians speak. On my visit to Perugia in 2018, I spent many mornings on the opposite side of a bench with the same two old ladies just listening. I love the pace and vocabulary of the elderly, similar to that of children, because they speak slowly and are incredibly articulate and use a vast range of tone. That trip I also caught an extravagant children's puppet production in a theater and enjoyed every second of it. My entire energy changes when I hear Italian, and when I speak it with someone, I feel euphoric. It's insanely romantic, intimate even, and it feels like singing. It's this multidimensional communication that includes speech and physical gesture. It extends to music, food, wine, and of course, sex. 
Okay, but back to the pizzeria. As I spent time with these men over the course of a couple days, my heart sang. While my Italian comprehension skills are relatively strong in listening to or engaging in a moderately paced conversation, my understanding of dialect is completely novice. Other than a few already known catchphrases or slang, it's in one ear and out the other. Unless spoken at a snail's pace. We alternated speaking in Italian and English, and I caught my new friend creating his own English dialect with me, dropping final vowels and zhuzhing into vocalics. Yes, that's a technical term, zhuzhing. Um, I laughed as I called him out and said, you do know you've created an, an English dialect now. He asked, ti piace? I nodded and replied, yes, very much. I smiled and he laughed. Even hearing an Italian speak English with an accent makes my eyes widen and my heart skip a beat. I've learned that dialect is not only regional, it changes from town to town. Someone from Bari will sound different than someone from Lecce, even though they're both from Puglia. So imagine a dialect from the north being spoken in the south, or vice versa. No, not happening. Even the natives will tell you, I have no idea what he just said. (laughs) We think about all the accents that exist in the United States. The long, hard Boston ah which, come to think of it, Bostonians quasi-drop some internal and final consonants and vowels, similar to Italian dialect, so that's kind of interesting. The closed vowels of the Midwest and upstate New York, the draw and twang of Texas. So yeah, there, there are a lot of different sounds, but the English language remains the same throughout the United States for the most part. Italian dialect not only changes in tone and shifts away from proper Italian, It truncates the language altogether with vast linguistic differences from place to place. I think it's delicious. Stanley Tucci is doing a food tour. I think I will do a dialect tour. These sounds have been passed down to Americans through immigration and have ended up here in the U.S., of course. Have you ever thought about why your nonna says rigot for ricotta or ricotta or brujute for prosciutto, prosciutto? Or faccia brut for faccia brutta. Hopefully you never heard that one. That means ugly face. <laughs> Many of us hear something and repeat it without giving it second thought or investigating purpose or origin. And therefore, linguistic habits are born, which on one hand is quite charming, and then on another, a little alarming, depending on how you look at that. There's a fascinating article I read about accents and dialects of Italy, and I'm going to share a little excerpt now. <clears throat> The features that you'll find across a lot of these dialects, and one that you still hear a lot in Southern Italy today, excuse me, (coughs) is vowels at the ends of words are pronounced very, very softly, and usually as more of an a vowel, known as vowel deletion. Basically, if the final syllable is a vowel, you can get rid of it. Vowel deletion is common in many languages, and is done for the same reason that sometimes vowels are added to make the flow from one word to another more seamless. It's easiest, in terms of muscle movement, to transition from a vowel to a consonant and vice versa. A vowel to a vowel is difficult. In English, that's why we have a versus an in phrases like a potato or an apple. Some Italian words that would follow food words, such as prepositions or articles, would start with a vowel, and it's easier to just remove it so you don't have to do the vowel to vowel transition. 
The stereotypical Italian itzami Mario addition of a vowel is done for the same reason. Italian is a very fluid musical language, and Italian speakers will try to eliminate the awkwardness of going consonant to consonant. So they'll, they'll just add in a generic vowel sound, ah or uh, between the consonants to make it flow better. A lot of the O sounds will be, as we call it in linguistics, raised, so it'll be pronounced more like oo. So O's become oo. And a lot of what we call the voiceless consonants, like a K sound, will be pronounced as a voiced consonant. This is a tricky one to explain um, to non-singers, but basically the difference between a voiced and a voiceless consonant can be felt if you place your fingers over your larynx, or your Adam's apple, and say as short of a sound with that consonant as you can. A voiced consonant will cause a vibration, a voiceless will not. So like when you try to make a G sound, it'll come out as G, but a K sound will be made without using your vocal cords at all, preventing vibration. So K would be voiceless and G would be voiced. What does this mean? Well, to me, it means that Italians vibe hard with voiced vibration and flow. And if we know anything about voice, vibration, and flow, we know that those are just words for energy. Their language is not just a means for communicating. It's an opportunity to energize and create music. But I'm a romantic, so perhaps I'm reading too much into this. What is language anyway? Um, You know, the point of this episode is to remind you to do the things that bring fire to your soul, to speak your own language, whatever that may be. Do the things that make you feel like your heart sings things that represent your personal song. Speaking of song, a little side note. The word for song in Italian is canzone. Isn't that just lovely? Canzone. I learned that anything ending in one means it's a big version of the original word. For example, calzone, right? Calzone is a derivative of calza, which means sock. So don't quote me because I didn't fact check this, but... Calzone likely means big sock. And if I'm breaking this down and thinking about Christmas time, um, they call their stockings calzas. And so, you know, stuffed with uh, presents and treats and sweets and stuff. And so calzones come stuffed with yummy meats and cheeses, veggies, what, what have you. So we've got calzone and canzone. The change of one letter determining food or music, both of which are my love languages. (laughs) Okay, back to doing things that bring uh, life to to your life. For me, that's Italy and all things Italian. I didn't realize how much I missed hearing and speaking Italian until Stanley Tucci's show premiered, and my surprise visit to Napoli by way of Cocoa Beach, Florida, further solidified this heartache. I love Italians because they savor living, and I don't mean getting hyped up about long-awaited vacations or their new car purchases. They find meaning in the simple pleasures of life. Living, for them, is the lifestyle, and it's celebrated daily in small but important ways. Over a coffee in the piazza, in the kitchen as lunch is prepared as a family, durante una passeggiata con un gelato in mano. People actually greet each other, Not just with hello, but per the order of the day, with respect. Morning through midday is buongiorno, afternoon, buon pomeriggio, evening, buonasera, and nighttime, buonanotte. 
each word has its own implication. You would never say good night unless you were turning in for bed. If you were out and about and saying goodbye, you would say something like buonasera or wishing someone a good night, buonaserata. And now moving away from language for a moment and into uh, food culture, you, you would never drink a cappuccino after 11 a.m. You would have espresso. White wine is for pesce. Red is for carne. Everything is cherished and has its significance. It has its place, per tradition or otherwise. The language takes care of the people to which it is spoken. There isn't much that happens over there just because. And then again, everything that happens over there is just because. It is the community I love joining when I want to slow down. It is the landscape I love viewing when I want to be inspired. It has the people I love engaging with if I want to feel suspended in time. It's a culture I love wrapping myself within because it's pure magic. And that magic feels infinite and bottomless. It's a language I love to use because to hear it is a symphony and to speak it is a song. Don't you make playlists for specific occasions? Some for exercising, some for cooking, some for getting ready to go out, some for guests, some for sleeping, some for not sleeping. (laughs) Uh, Music shapes our senses, doesn't it? Or music, and I quote it, comes in all varieties of the senses. Music is a sensation. Feeling the bass and depth of the church bells when they ring makes me swoon for marriage and simultaneously connects me to a higher being. Hearing a Vespa drive by brings a smile to my face because it reminds me of when I held on tightly to a stranger during a most enchanting sunset ride in Florence. Touching Taralli, making it with my bare hands, connects me richly to my ancestry, like I'm sharing something with my ancestors. That may sound nuts, but it really does. Tasting someone while kissing them, like really being present with their essence, is not only sensual but completely spiritual. For me, anyway. Seeing music on a page, a language in and of itself, brings me great comfort and eliminates solitude somehow. I've always known it, and it's always there for me. The senses are highly underrated as an avenue for connection and mindfulness, in my opinion. So, what was this episode all about? All these thoughts haphazardly strewn together. Um, Really, I'm just publicly expressing gratitude for my love affair with Italy and the Italian language. My relationship to it has developed slowly but ferociously and with tremendous care and attention. It's something I cherish and hold close to my heart for safekeeping. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but during my winter trip to Italy a few years ago, I was crying to my tutor that I felt like I was leaving a piece of my heart behind in Italy. To which he replied, or perhaps it was the missing piece to your heart that you found here. Sometimes I make a point to think in Italian instead of English. Other times I'll write poems or journal in Italian to feel more connected to the language when I can't be there in person to do it myself. I maintain my dreams, which include someday living in Italy somehow, finding a partner, making a family, and staying on track with teaching, singing, and pursuing my LMHC. I'm going to read a little excerpt I wrote a couple years ago um, in Philadelphia. And that is, <clears> O <throat> oh, un sogno, un sogno d'amore, di famiglia, di musica, e di una bella vita, una vita che ha semplicità con profondità, 
dove ogni momento è presente e ogni gesto faceva significato. Miei amici sono gente del mio cuore e miei studenti vivono con coraggio sempre. La natura è la mia meditazione, cantare e ballare sono mia fuga. È mio sogno trovare un amore che mi ama per me. What is your song-heart connection? This was episode 9 of the Song-Heart Connection podcast, Old Italian Love Song. Thank you so much for listening.